0: We talked about the Browns earlier in a podcast this, this season and how they came back from 0-16. And, and they were one of the laughing stocks of the league. And even last year with the whole paper champions kind of deal. But they haven't won in Pittsburgh since 03. They haven't made the playoffs since 03. They haven't won a playoff game since 94. They don't have a head coach. They have this whole COVID situation. you got to give it up to the Browns, man. This was so unexpected. It's the biggest win of the year from any team, in my opinion, by far.
1: What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Max, from the Max and Juan cast after the super wildcard weekend. I'm joined by the incredulous. (laughs) Man, you're bringing out the big words tonight, huh? (laughs) I was going to say quantum, but no. Well... It's
0: yours truly. It's your boy Juan. i back up in the mix. And he said super wild card weekend. What you, what? you getting paid by the NFL, bro? You didn't tell me?
1: Bro, I was actually, I am getting paid by the NFL. I watched the whole Bears-Saints game on Nickelodeon. There was slime everywhere. Sean <laughs> uh, Payton got slimed. Did you watch Eddie of the Nickelodeon broadcast? I, I've joke. seen a picture
0: of it. i I seen, someone po- <laughs> it I seen someone post on Instagram that Michael Thomas was the first player in NFL history to score in the slime zone.
1: Oh, my God. It, he was. They had, like, the first down marker, and it was, like, kind of green. And they would have, like, the SpongeBob eyes on players' eyes. I mean, I just thought about it. They just did that to get, like, kids into football, right? There's no other reason. I have no idea. <laughs> Hopefully they have, what, like, the next one on, what's another, like, Disney Channel? They're going to have the next game on Disney Channel. <laughs> so, do you want to get into the games? And you can tip, you can pick the first game, bro, or we can go in order. I give it up to you. You know what? Let's start it off right. Let's start it off with your boy, Lamar
0: Jackson. And I'm going to start this off. You can say his name right, though. Say his name right. Well, how, how do you say it? It's Lamar. <laughs> Lamar. <laughs> Look. <laughs> I'm an e-crow, okay. Even though I, I still don't think he had a good game.
1: It's Raven. I still don't think he's that good of a quarterback, bro. Continue, continue.
0: <sighs> what, what was the final score? Twenty to thirteen. Final score. Final score was twenty to thirteen. Look, I just want to start this off. Derrick Henry, bro. That man got bullied today. He's been bullying the NFL all day. The Ravens defensive line came out to fucking play, bro. That's that's pure playoff football. That what they did. I, I want to look up how many negative plays Derrick Henry had today, cause it was just it was amazing to watch, man. Jihad Ward and X Raider.
1: You- oh, I was going to – I had that in my notes. Jihad Ward almost picked six, sighting. <laughs> Where no, was that in Oakland,
0: I, dog? Like, come on.
1: It's like, it's because he's wearing 53, which is, like, the worst lineman number I've ever seen for a defensive tackle. But, look, who got bullied worse, Derrick Henry or the Titans offensive line? Oh, I'm going to go with man. the line, bro. callias Campbell. Derrick Wolfe showed up. I had him as, like, a guy who was balling in the first half. I think he had, like – he had like two big tackles on Derrick Henry and he had a sack. Yeah, and it's crazy, even the way that they
0: started off the game. It's Tennessee was up, what 10-0? And you kind of thought, oh, like, hey, here we go. Lamar Jackson having to play down. It's a playoff game. And look, he came he came out and he battled back. Not with his arm, but with his legs. That's what he does. That's what he does best. He he was running all over the field. I believe he had a over 100 yards rushing, he didn't have to go out there and pass the ball like that. But I'm telling you right now,
1: that's not going to work in the next round. You know that, right? It's going to be a tough matchup. They're playing the Bills. So it's going to be a tough matchup. It's going to be funny to watch one quarterback win with his arm and one quarterback try to win with his legs, like polar opposites. Even though Josh can move around. But, look, let's stay on the game. I have two questions for you about plays that happen in the game. One, was the A.J. Brown first touchdown? Was that offensive pass interference?
0: No. I, as far as the refs go this weekend, it, I felt like they were letting the guys play a lot. So, just, it was in the beginning of the game. I, I didn't have no problem if, if if they didn't call it. So, it was fine. I, I didn't think it was offensive pi.
1: I honestly thought it was, but I wasn't like, it wasn't blatant. You know, so that's what I think made it okay. And two, well, this one's two part. One, how stupid was the interception Lamar threw, and how great was the touchdown run? I think it was like forty (laughs) eight yards. (laughs) The interception was bad. Uh, I was already
0: cheering when that happened, and the run was. That's that's what makes him. That's what makes him really good and such a wild card as a quarterback and really a one of a kind kind of guy. And. Like I said, he he made enough plays in the air, enough to win. I'll give it to him with that. He didn't go out there and throw for 500 yards like Ben Roethlisberger tonight. You know He's he's not going to always beat you like (laughs) that. But he did his job. They won. And uh, one thing I want to get into this game, too, I had a question for you. How do you feel about when Marcus Peters got that pick and the whole defense went on the logo of the Titans and they started dancing and stomping?
1: It's called Payback. They started it. During the game, it was kind of crazy. I was like, oh my God, they're really doing it. And they just got a 15-yard penalty. That was stupid. But it's Payback. Tennessee, they started it when they played Baltimore, I think, in week 9 or 11 or something. And Marcus Peters is that type of guy. And the whole defense got in on it. I loved it. You guys started it. They ended it. You guys were talking that shit. Now you got to pay up. I don't know, man. I disagree. I
0: feel like you gotta have a lot more class than that. Yeah, even though they did it, they they did it in pregame pregame though.
1: So, <laughs> but it started like the whole little skirmish. I thought it was kind of I what I thought was classless was like they all ran off the field. Yeah, that's that what I was like, like. That was, it was bad. Like, okay, That like, was worse than the the stomping, in my opinion. And then Lamar had to come back out for the interview. He probably to go take another poop. <laughs> I don't know. It was stupid. It's like
0: the whole Detroit Pistons thing when when they walked off the court and they didn't want to shake no one's hands. I think it's even worse when you when you won, because at that point, you're just being a sore winner. And yeah, I understand they stomped. They they didn't even do it to that extent to what they did after a play during the game. The whole damn defense came over. Even a couple of guys on the bench who weren't even on the <laughs> field. Know. They had so many people, bro. It was ridiculous. It was stupid, man. I kind of felt like I was kind of hoping that they lose after that because I don't know, man.
1: That's, that's just no class to me. That was real stupid. I'm going to tell you one thing. Next year's matchup with these teams is going to be amazing. There's going to be a lot of bad blood. And I definitely feel like the NFL needs some more rivalries feel like they have kind of getting a little soft. Not like the NBA, but just a little soft. And did you see Lamar's post-game interview? He was cursing like six times.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've seen that. And it was so
1: awkward. It was very awkward. And Steve Levy called him a running back during the uh, broadcast, and I was like, come on. Hmm. And they also made a huge deal about Mark Ingram not playing. Oh, my goodness. He hasn't played in, like, what, three weeks? (laughs) Yeah, J.K. Dobbins is obviously the leading back. What about the Gus bus? I know you're not a huge fan, but, man, he's like a poor man's Smoke Henry. Very poor uh, man. That's that's kind of pushing
0: it a little much. He's a Be good a cha- boy. change of pace kind of kind of back, just in the opposite way, because JK is more more the speedster. He has a little bit of power, but not like Gus Edwards.
1: So it's kind of like the typical smash and dash, just change of pace kind of back. Man, all I thought about watching this game was how bad Tennessee's defense was. They couldn't stop anything, man. I know they had, like, a couple three and outs and stifle some drives, but, like, this Ravens offense, they can only do one thing good. So take it away. Like, don't let them, let them beat you with the pass, you know? Yeah, and then another thing that I seen was Corey Davis.
0: I don't know what was wrong with him. I don't know if he was hurt or what. He didn't play a lot of that fourth quarter. there, And he was a no-show today.
1: Yeah, he had, like, one early play, and then he was gone, like, He's kind of faded away. I don't know what happened to him. I haven't even seen like a report come out about the injury. And Ryan Ryan Tattano, this the whole the whole Titans team as a whole
0: just really disappointing. Their their defense winded up coming back to bite them. It was bad all season, you know. The guys like Adoree Jackson and you know other injuries on on their defense with Jadavion Clowney and stuff. But today it just really showed they. They're poorly coached on defense. They don't play
1: good on defense. They're not disciplined. I don't know what happened because last year they were a pretty good defense. They were, and it's not like they had so many guys leave. Like, the only guy they traded, well, they should have probably kept Gerald Casey looking back at it. Not that that would have made a huge difference, but that's another body out there. But I'm going to ask you, I think, really, let me ask you this about the offense aside. Did they run the ball too much? Good amount. Or not enough in your opinion.
0: I felt like they did run the ball too much, but I didn't expect Corey Davis to be out. I I think that really hurt them. They needed Corey Davis in there. I'm so sorry. It's okay. They needed Corey Davis in there. And AJ Brown. They had good matchups. They they couldn't throw at the I felt like they could have they could have thrown at Marcus Peters a little bit more down
1: the field. They were throwing the ball at Marlon Humphrey. I thought I thought A.J. Brown came out and physically whooped the ass of every Ravens cornerback. Like, they had no answer for him early. Yeah, he did his job. And then down the stretch on the fourth quarter, they obviously said, okay, look,
0: this guy, we have to double him. He is not going to beat us. And they made any other receiver on the Titans beat them. And to be honest, I don't even think one of us off the on top of our head can think of the third receiver for the Titans because it's that bad.
1: Yeah, it's like that um it's that special teams guy, right? What's his name? Like Raymond or something? Like I he tried to make a couple plays but pff, he was bad, man. You know, what? I liked what they were doing the first drive though. They had the tight end. Like he's usually the blocking tight end, Fix Firxer. Yeah. And he had, he killed the Ravens in the beginning and I was like why would you guys go away from that? Yeah. And, and I felt like they needed to these- pass it a little more early. Sorry. They needed to pass the ball a little earlier in the game to like kind of get them out of that what like eleven man box at time. <laughs> I I called it from the get go
0: when I was predicting this game. I was hoping that they come out very aggressive and come out passing the ball a little bit more than they run the ball this game because I felt like it would have benefited because the the Ravens had a game plan. They said, "Hey, we're not going to let Derrick Henry beat us at all." I don't care. They executed it too. Yeah. To to a T, man. Gotta give credit. We 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 gave some shit to Calais Campbell about the whole Pro Bowl thing and how he didn't deserve it. Hey, him and that defensive line, they came out the freaking play. And it it
1: was a great performance by them. They get the game ball. And we also said whatever this is a matchup between the first. This is a matchup between the best running offense and the second best. And whatever running offense has more success is probably going to win the game. And we all know who had more success. That was the Ravens. Yeah. And with
0: all things considered, the the Titans are, I, I don't feel like they're in a bad spot looking forward. Just a little quick recap on them. They still have Derrick Henry. And a lot of people don't remember, hey, Taylor Luan has been hurt almost all year. He almost missed the whole year. So there's a lot of backups in that in that offensive line, and they still did an amazing job this year. So they got to get some. They probably got to get a better defensive coordinator in there, and some <laughs> and corners. Yeah, and like corners. They cover. <laughs> yeah, they they got to do something about their defense because it's just not working. Because you know you know who's who's been a no show this whole year really, and just got paid.
1: It's Kevin Byard. Oh, yeah. I've seen him make a couple plays. He took a horrible angle at Lamar, and that was a touchdown. He should have came up and tackled Lamar, but he whiffed. I mean, I know it's Lamar Jackson, but Kevin Byard ain't no bum. He's an all-pro safety, pro bowler. You got to make that play. Congratulations to the Ravens. Congratulations to Lamar Jackson. and To Max for calling it. <laughs> I went with Lamar. Juan was a hater. He's going to hate.
0: Man, I'll eat crow for that. I was wrong, but I wasn't wrong completely. It's not like no, the guy I'll came out that. there and threw the ball thirty plus times. He threw the ball with his legs. Well, <laughs> you know, we'll see you know what, what happens. We'll see what happens next week because next weekend they're gonna be playing the Buffalo Bills, who we're gonna get into. They just defeated the Indianapolis Colts. They won their first playoff game since 1995. That was the year
1: I was born, Max. And I'm pretty sure you were born we, in 95. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just we just got here and we thought the Bills were hot when we were like five months old. And they were a joke for, what, 25 years? <laughs> well, you know, like 20 years. Throw it in there. Man, I'm so glad there were fans there. My boy Josh Allen, I saw a fan holding up a sign that said, we love you, Joshy." I'm like, no, you don't love Joshy. Joshie is not the quarterback for you. He was almost Joshy for one play, and it almost cost them. Thank God. I think it was Deion Dawkins saved his ass. Give me your thoughts on the game. It was a great game. Probably one of the best of the weekend. Yeah, it just started all off,
0: too, right? First game of the of the weekend, too, and it was it was great. Uh, Phillip Rivers came out to play. Josh Allen did his thing. The Bills kind of started off shaky, though, like I predicted to start off that game. They started off kind of shaky. And they battled back, and Josh Allen made some really good plays. One thing about that game that really
1: stuck out to me was the officiating. They let those guys play. Absolutely. There was only four penalties in the game, and they were, like, both, I think, offsides. And one was, like, a false start. There was barely anything. And in the beginning, like you said, Bills got off to a slow start. Josh Allen kept the Bills from being a disaster, I thought. He was getting out of the pocket, extending plays, throwing freaking missiles down the sideline, completing passes. And I think we were both kind of wrong about the way this game kind of went. We both thought Phillip Rivers was going to make a mistake. He played fine. I wouldn't say he played amazing, but he didn't kill the Colts like we've seen him do in the past. And the Bills didn't really stop Jonathan Taylor. He was getting yards in the first half. Yeah, I think one thing
0: that really was, was backbreaking for the Indianapolis Colts was Stephon Diggs was killing them. He was huge this game.
1: We had that highlighted as one of the matchups, I believe, was Xavier Rhodes versus Stephon Diggs. If you want to spread that out to the defensive backfield of the Colts, I know they were shorthanded, and Xavier Rhodes went out for a little bit but came back, but Diggs showed why he's probably top three receiver in the league. One thing that's going to come back to haunt the Colts is
0: going for it on fourth down, and they wind up not getting it early in the game.
1: They lost by three points. And another thing, Hot Rod, your boy Hot Rod, missed a field he goal. Did. He did. He did. Hot Rod, baby. But, yeah, it was tough looking Those for glasses fogged up in the Buffalo Cole, baby. Come on. You got to get those anti-freeze lenses, Hot Rod. But, no, I thought that decision was stupid, and it bit them in the ass. As soon as he did it, they went 95 yards touchdown.
0: And it was just out of the reach, though, of Michael Pittman Jr. It was kind of a good ball. It just felt like. Uh, he was just right out of the reach of it. It was it was a it was a bang bang play because I I do feel like it was a good good um, play call.
1: Oh absolutely, he was open. Jordan Poyer went under. He had like good initial coverage, but Phil Rivers, I thought it was a little bit of a badly thrown ball. But like you said, maybe Michael Pittman could have made a play. And this is all right before the half. And I thought there were a lot of drops by the Colts. T Y Hilton had a few drops against Micah Hyde. I was like, you got to catch those. You're not doing Phil Rivers any favors. Man, Micah Hyatt and Jordan Poyer played a really good game. That's why I had Jordan Poyer on my all pro team. I know it wasn't popular, but I love me some Jordan Poyer. And sometimes I get a little biased, but I am a fan. Everyone's a little biased. Let's be real. And did you see the play where he punched out the ball on Zach Pascal that they called not a fumble? Yeah, and that was definitely, that was probably the worst.
0: Um call of the the whole weekend
1: because it was 100 percent a fumble 100 yeah, percent. and i've seen i've always wondered why guys don't try that more like let them get up and sock the ball that was the game that game should have been over right there yeah because that gave the colts life
0: even though it, it didn't wind up hurting the bills the bills still wound up winning the game but that would have been really big news if the colts wanted up Getting the field goal or whatever the case is, because even, a lot of people are going to forget. But before Sean McDermott called that timeout, or no, actually, they even give him the timeout before technically the officials stopped the game to review the play. Uh, Zach Pascal catches a, I believe, a seven yard out on second down, and he completes. Oh, yeah, it. like they blow the. Sorry, go ahead. So they and he. And he completes it. And they're only about three or four yards away from field goal range.
1: Yeah, it was such a weird play. Like McDermott runs over there. They're saying it's a timeout. Like the play's in the middle of the play. They're blowing it dead. But that was the right thing to do. That was a fumble. They messed up on that. I'm just glad it didn't impact the game. The only thing I didn't like about Buffalo's game plan is at the end of the game, they could have just ran the ball and killed it, and they were just throwing the ball. I was like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) Run the ball. I know you guys aren't great at it. Josh Allen led the Bills in rushing, and I mean, I know he's athletic. He can run a little bit, but you don't want that. You don't want your quarterback to lead in rushing unless it's like Lamar Jackson.
0: Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of the same thing with the Pittsburgh Steelers during the season. With the Bills, it's, it's they're not on that level, but uh, man, their run game is just really, really just inconsistent, and it's not really that good. So hopefully they get it together. But one thing I did notice about the Bills is they learned their lesson from the Arizona Cardinals. Because for that Hail Mary, Jordan Poirier, or Micah Hyde, I forgot
1: which one, who knocked it down. But he batted that ball down like no other. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, he's probably having flashbacks of Hail Murray. And since that play, Buffalo was playing lights out. They played lights out in that game. And, you know, BS play like that happens. I'm sorry. It is a BS play. Yeah, it's a fluke play. do it play. 100 times. It probably won't happen. Yeah, fluke play. And... Like you said about Pittsburgh, Buffalo can't really run the ball. But unlike Pittsburgh, I know Pittsburgh is known for like being having the receivers. Buffalo has the receivers. Pittsburgh kind of has them. And unlike Pittsburgh, the receivers don't drop every other pass. And I think that's a perfect segue to talk about what we just saw on Sunday night. It was shocking.
0: Yeah, me and Max watched the majority of this game together. And we were shocked. The first play of the game, Max... Both of us were jaw dropped, <laughs> like surprised
1: as hell that. Do you want to just act it out? <laughs> uh, let's act it out. Hey, what's up, Juan, bro? What you up to? I'm chilling, bro. Just watching the Browns game. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what the hell is even that? Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, we we were shocked, man. It was, it was crazy. The first play in the game, <laughs> it was like some Peyton Manning Super Bowl vibes.
1: Mar- Marquise Pouncey was snapping the ball to the heavens. That ball went straight up. Big Ben had to be twelve feet tall to catch that snap. So Manny Ramirez
0: is somewhere smiling in his grave.
1: <laughs> and then James Conner somehow doesn't recover it oh on the one. My
0: God, dude! What, what I told Max at that point, I was like, "Why didn't he just kick the ball out of bounds in the end zone? Why are you trying to fall on it?" And then he tries to fall on it, and he misses the ball completely.
1: I mean, I guess he didn't want to take that, what, like 10-yard penalty and give up two points? Yeah. Like, bro, just take the two points. Look, And then, you know what? Take us through the first few possessions of the game. What happens next on Pittsburgh's next possession? Well, next possession, it's a tip ball and another interception. And then what? Jarvis Landry, touchdown. They go out. Another pick. I think they were up what twenty eight to zero, nothing. and let's just let's just go through the game really quick. Pittsburgh, after that, it was like they were playing prevent defense, and Pittsburgh goes up the field. They score a touchdown. The Browns answer back with a, I think a touchdown. Was it twenty? It's thirty five to ten, thirty five to seven at halftime. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, it got a little hairy the third quarter because the Browns were so bad they were doing nothing. That's what I kind of hate. It's like in basketball when you get up by 30 really quick. You just take your foot off the gas, and that's what the Browns did. And then they slammed the door shut on Pittsburgh with Nick Chubb and a screen.
0: Look, I think I think Chris Collinsworth hit it right on the money. It was in the third quarter. It was fourth down. They were at probably the 40-ish yard line, almost in their territory. Oh, Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, Pittsburgh.
1: And oh, they lost the game
0: on, when they didn't go for yeah, it. Yeah, I was shocked. It was fourth and one, and they elected to punt. And I completely agree with Chris Collinsworth. You had this team by the jugular. You got to go for that.
1: You have to. They were only done by 12. Like, with 15 minutes left, they get that first down, scored touchdown. It's game. Like, it's a game again. And should we just tell the audience how many passes Ben Roethlisberger threw in a playoff game? Please. 47 for 68, 501 yards, four touchdowns, four interceptions. His rating is 85.5. It should be like negative 20. He (laughs) killed them. And I don't want to just put it on Big Ben. Pittsburgh was dropping so many passes.
0: Yeah, Pittsburgh was dropping a lot of passes. But, hey, it's kind of like the analogy in in basketball with the whole jump shot thing. You live by the jumper, you die by the jumper. It's kind of the same thing with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. You live by the pass, you die by the pass, cause that's that's what's gonna happen when you're a team like that and you pass the ball a lot. You're prone to a lot of interceptions, and that's what happened tonight. A lot of tipped balls, a lot of bad balls. It was bad weather. It wasn't bad weather, but it was a cold night. It wasn't perfect weather. So the Browns wound up capitalizing, man. And Baker did his thing. The defense did his thing. And this is all without guys like Denzel Ward. Uh,
1: the head coach, their, yeah, head the head coach, Joel Batonio. Yeah. I, I tell you one thing, and Jack Conklin gets knocked out during the game. I know he kind of came back, but he got hurt.
0: Yeah, the same way we give the the game ball to the defensive line for the Baltimore Ravens, this game ball goes to the Cleveland Browns
1: offensive line. Is it what's like the opposite of a game ball? Like the sell ball goes to Big Ben because he was. <laughs> He was so nonchalant. I feel like Pittsburgh was not ready. They were just like, ah, it's the Browns. Juju Smith incited fire like he loves to do. Maybe you should have TikToked it. I don't know.
0: I don't think so. I don't think it was the fact that they weren't ready. I just, I just think the Browns just, it was a bad you start. Think, it was a
1: really bad start. What are your chances to win a game where the first snap, you snap it over the quarterback's head, and it's either a safety or a touchdown? Teams are 0-2 when that happens on the first play. Yeah. It's tough. Is that basically game? You just give the game to the other team at that point. Man, yeah, it's it's not a good start, but a lot of uh, there
0: were there were a lot of flaws in that team and their schedule was a big was a big reason why that team was 11 and 0. Okay? They a lot of people forget they lost Devin Bush, they lost a bunch of linebackers, they lost Bud Dupree. They can't run the ball. They were a very flawed team and it really showed tonight more than
1: ever. I don't think the injuries are what like did this team in. They made it a little harder, but the offense was the issue with this team. Defense was fine. You can't give any like anything bad to Pittsburgh's defense. The offense screwed them over every chance they got in the first half. It was constant turnover, turnover, turnover. What do you expect your defense to do? And the only other question I have is, did Cleveland's coach, Pfizer, kind of coach himself into maybe... Collinsworth was like, this is all Kevin Stefanski. I'm sure like the uh, Pfizer's like, you know, it was like 20% me. I gave a good speech. <laughs> Whatever that speech was, top 10 speech of all time. Yeah.
0: Even Baker was talking about it. He was like, damn, he even sounds like Stefanski. But shout out to the Browns, man. They haven't won a playoff game
1: since 94. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't born. We weren't born. And you, you, you know, who you're going to see a lot on TV this week, Juan. Bakie Mayfield. You know the commercial's uh, we, we, about we to was come. was already
0: seeing him. He was all over the place this weekend.
1: Bro, I saw an, a new one. I forgot which one it was of him. It was like a Hulu one where he's throwing to himself. I'm like, of course. Of course he has another <laughs> one, bro. <laughs> but, hey, one thing that really stuck out to me, Nick
0: Chubb. Nick Chubb, what a fucking game, dude. That's why I feel like he's the second best running back in the league right now. He was amazing tonight. He really stole the, the spotlight on the offense from a lot of people. He really stuck out.
1: I would say it was him. I like what I saw from Jarvis Landry. And let's just hope the Browns are done with COVID. I just hope they get healthy because that's some BS what they had to deal with. And they won the game. Most impressive win of the week goes to the Browns.
0: I think that was 100%. the most impressive win of the year for any team.
1: With the circumstances and who they were playing, I know Pittsburgh isn't the best team in football, but they're good. Let's not make it like they're bad. Look, they were 12 and four, Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger. And do you think Ben Roethlisberger comes back after this? I don't know, man. He was, I seen him
0: crying after the game. Those, it was, it was kind of tough to watch. Bad way to go out. Yeah. It was, it was kind of a telling, like, man, I think, I think this was my last shot of getting one. It kind of felt like, and what it kind of looked like to me, it was, it was really hard to watch him, like, cry like that it seemed like it seemed like in his head he was saying i think this is the last time i'm gonna be playing in this stadium and because it was a tough way to go out tonight like we talked we talked about the browns earlier in a podcast this this season and how they came back from owen 16 and they were one of the laughing stocks of the league and even last year with the whole paper champions kind of um deal but hey they haven't won in Pittsburgh since 03. They haven't made the playoffs since 03. They haven't won a playoff game since 94. They don't have a head coach. They have this whole COVID situation. You got to give it up to the Browns, man. This was so unexpected. It's the biggest win of the year from any team, in my
1: opinion, by far. I just want to tell the audience two things. One, I wouldn't underestimate the bitter taste in Big Ben's mouth to be enough to get him to come back and try to right the ship. And two, Juan was calling Big Ben noodle arm the whole game. <laughs> and for all the crap he's given me for calling quarterbacks noodle arm, he's just no better than me. And I'm going to take us there. And I might have called an upset and I was wrong. The Trubisket was my undoing. I want I don't want to put it all on Trubisky. Look, all this shit talking you was saying about Drew Brees.
0: He was really good today. I wouldn't say he was amazing, but he was great, man. He showed why on why you want a a guy like him at quarterback.
1: It's like the whole. You're only saying that. Because the last two playoff games, you've watched him throw the game away. Yeah. And now that he doesn't, yeah. it's impressive. Very
0: true. Very true. But, look, I remember earlier in the season in a podcast, you were talking about you can compare him to Payne Manning. And a lot of people are thinking, hey, why don't you play Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill? That's <laughs> Jameis Winston. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of people out there that really think they should play. There's a lot of Saints
1: fans bro, out there that think that. Come on. I know, Brock guys. I know Brock was trash. Like he never threw 30 picks in a year. You can't call for a guy who just threw 30 interceptions in a year. Come on. Yeah,
0: I get you. But I think the main point is, is that a lot of people just have that mindset of Drew Brees like you do and say, like, oh, he's washed, he's done. That experience is really big, man. Just reading coverages, knowing what to do. Look, the guy is old as shit, but he was improvising today. I think this is the most I've ever seen him run around in a playoff game. He was running away from Mac. Akeem Hicks, all the Bears defenders, and he was throwing balls like Pat Mahomes, freaking little, like, float passes.
1: stop. Look. Look, Stop. He did not throw a ball like Patrick Mahomes. I agree. He had a great game. He had them in the right play. Look, can we talk about two things with the Bears? Do they know how to tackle? No. Or what? They were bad. I know they had a lot of injuries. I get that. But you guys can't tackle. And I think we really saw no Roquan Smith today. Kamara was good. I know he wasn't amazing because the Bears do have a good front seven, but especially in the passing, they needed Roquan Smith because Matt our fake girlfriend, <laughs> did not cut it.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Kamara, like you said, he didn't have a big statistical game, but one thing he was doing, he was he was keeping them honest. That was the definition
1: of just keeping the Bears honest. Oh, hundred percent. And the Bears defense, I I'm gonna tip my hat to them a little. They kept the game as pretty damn close for most of the afternoon. The Bears offense was terrible, and it, I'm gonna say it again, it wasn't all Trubisky. It wasn't look, Javon Wims. Yeah. Come on, you you deserved to get cut for that. What he did? I mean, he deserved to get cut after he socked up Charlie Garner Johnson, and this was keep on Charlie Garner Johnson. Anthony Miller didn't get didn't deserve to get thrown out of the game. Penalty, 100%. He didn't deserve to get kicked out for a shove. Yeah, it seems like in New Orleans, the ref, the refs just hate
0: ref in there because Cam Jordan got kicked out a couple of weeks ago against the Chiefs. and Oh, it was so yeah, bad. Yeah, it was so bad. And then this game with Anthony Miller, and then you know the whole history with the Rams and all this and that. I don't know what it is, but I completely agree with you. It was bullshit. He shouldn't have been kicked out. But that guy, Weems, Wims, I don't care what the fuck his name is, that was your one chance,
1: Bears. That was your one chance. That was an amazing throw. It was. That would have changed the momentum of the game. They needed it. Yeah. It hit him in the hand. It was a dime. Absolute dime. I feel like Trubisky played good enough to get another chance, but it's like, man, it's Trubisky. He's so polarizing. I don't know what to think of him. I like him, but I don't know if I want to start him. And I have one note to you about the Bears offense. Why the hell did they not have some quarterback runs designed for Trubisky? Why did he not run the ball at all? I think it's the whole there Tua a, thing.
0: Yeah, it's like the whole Tua thing. They want to baby him. It was obvious that Matt Nagy and the game plan going in was to not – they were coaching to not lose that game, and that's it's it's a wrong recipe, man. Yo, they were, like, punting the ball yeah. for, like, seven minutes. I'm like, go for it. What are you thinking? Yeah, just, just like what you said, no quarterback runs. They were babying him. They wanted him to stay as simple as possible. They they wanted to get the run game going and win with their defense. But the reality of it, like I called it, the Saints are a really good defense, man. And one thing that they do good, they stop the run. And I knew David Montgomery as good as he had been these last five weeks. He's been amazing, okay? I knew he wasn't going to do shit against this defense. I just knew it. And that's what happened. The Saints whooped their ass up front. Exactly. They whooped Simple. their ass, man. It, David Montgomery was a non-factor today. And that's what, man, Nagy was counting on. And that's what the Bears were counting on. They're counting on a good run game with some good play action shots down the field. And it didn't happen. And I think at that point, when you seen the run game not going well, but your defense was playing well enough to win, you should have just said, hey, look, we're going to go down with the ship. Let's get Trubisky in there and let's start throwing the ball around and
1: let's let it rip. Let's call some QB runs. And they didn't do that. And that's why they lost that game. I thought Nagy... Did a horrible job coaching. Like, the trick play was great. I think he needed to have more trickery, more shots downfield. field. And I didn't think Trubisky played bad. He didn't. He it. didn't play great. He didn't he play didn't. bad. I don't think he lost them the game, basically. I don't want to make it all about Trubisky sucks. It wasn't on him. It wasn't. And they were just outclassed. A lot of people are going to say that, but
0: the coaching staff really let him down to really show. And maybe the coaching staff just didn't want it to get bad because they maybe they know but they didn't even give him
1: a chance to be bad. That's what I was telling Max. I was, they didn't even give him the chance to be
0: bad or good.
1: Exactly. The coaching staff lost the Bears the game. Sean Payton won that battle. And I don't know if you know this one. Well, coaching's important in the NFL. Look at the Rams and Seahawks. Who won that coaching battle? Sean McVay, right? Yeah, definitely. I'm so disappointed in the Seahawks for how they played. And <sighs> Man. That, let's talk about the pick six. This was the game, right? This was like that the huge play that Rams all. needed to make. Yeah. I think this play happens for three reasons. One, Travis Swain, whatever his name, is a bum. You missed the block. How do you not block him? Two, this is their third meeting. They know each other pretty well. So he had a pretty good idea of what was coming. And three, Darius Williams made a hell of a freaking play. Yeah, that boy was watching film. He was in the lab. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I was so disappointed in the Seahawks' performance. They couldn't stop their run. And I think Jamal Adams might have cost him the game when he knocked out Walford. (laughs) He brought in Jared Goff, who has been in big playoff games, so he knows what it's about. Yeah. Hey. And he didn't play bad. He didn't cost him the game. He made one throw to get a touchdown. Good for him. The winner of this game, Rams defense. My God, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd. Tell tell everyone what you told me about Leonard Floyd. I believe if Leonard Floyd has... Seven or eight
0: sacks just just off of Russell Wilson. That's just alone. Just, just playing the Seahawks three games this year. He was phenomenal in this game. And you mentioned Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald didn't even play the full game. Something was going on no, with, he his got knocked li- out. Yeah, with his ribs or something. I think he'll be fine. But that defensive line was whooping some ass. Jalen Ramsey locking down DK Metcalf for the most part. It was a great performance by that Rams defense. They showed why they're the best defense in the league.
1: I didn't like Seattle's game plan at all. And I want to say one guy on the Rams defense I really like, who I don't think gets enough love, Morgan Falk. He had another sack, sack and a half. He's like a rotational guy. He's freaking good, dude. He's like number 97. Have you seen him? Yeah, he's the guy that came in for the most part when Aaron Donald got hurt and he came in and they didn't miss a beat. And is this the part of the podcast where you get to say your song about Jamal Adams? (laughs) (laughs) Do your little dance. dance. Look,
0: look, I've been saying it about Jamal Adams all year. okay. and even when he got traded before we even had this podcast, he's always struggled in coverage and he makes up for it on just just being being such an impact in the run game. And, you know, as a blitzing guy, he's great in that aspect. But in coverage, I don't know what it is, man. He is just not good he he doesn't he doesn't Does he have bad ball skills yeah he just doesn't have good ball skills and to be honest he's always had that coming out of college even he was looked at as a guy who was just a box safety
1: that was the one negative on him coming out they the rams targeted him early and they were not afraid of him cooper cup i think i got i think he got him like four times and I was like, "You got to get off the field right there." Like they were big plays when he got them, and I was like, "Come on, Jamal Adams, you're like, you're amazing. Like, come on." I was so disappointed. I know he was hurt. He has a torn labrum, and I I commend him for playing through the pain. I really do. But he got picked on, and like like that's the most telling thing to me. They weren't afraid to throw at him. Yeah, they were afraid to throw at Jalen Ramsey, yeah.
0: and they started off they the didn't. game hot um Seahawks deep both both defenses they started off the game hot and they came out on fire but slowly but surely Cam Akers I love Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams as run defenders but they got absolutely bullied in
1: that game Cam Akers ran all over them you know their biggest weakness all year has been the pass they couldn't stop the pass and they couldn't stop the run I don't know what it was Sean like we said Sean McVay knows this defense the Seattle defense, it's well-known. How long have they been running it? Like 10 years now? Almost 10 years? Yeah. I think they got to get a little more diverse on defense. And they got to find someone who can cover. I know they didn't get killed in the run game, or pass game, excuse me. But they have one good corner and nobody else. And I feel like they're so preoccupied to trying to cover for them, it kind of left some holes on the run game. Yeah, Seattle got some problems. And we haven't even
0: gotten into Russell Wilson uh, on on a scale to 1-10. to 10. How much
1: is this his fault? Seven. Really? I mean, okay, that's pretty high. Like, I feel like he's just too loosey goosey with the ball sometimes. Like he just like he could have been picked how many more times? Two or three? Yeah. That pick six though is not on him. That's no, not no. On I'm him. Not, not. I'm not talking about that. That's like ten percent on him. That's like ninety percent on the corner because he knows the film, he knows what was coming, and he made a hell of a play. And Swine missed the block. But I, I feel like that's 0% about,
0: on him. I, nothing on him.
1: You got to give him at least 10. He threw the ball. <sighs> you I, give him like that 10. ball's just never. You it. never expect that ball to get picked off, though. It, it was the first pick off a of re- receiver screen this year. Yeah. Uh, Troy Aikman was, like, dumbfounded. I, it left I, him. Sp- I wouldn't give anything on that for, for Russell Wilson. I don't think that's
0: anything of his fault. You're,
1: You're kind of talking me down from 10% to like 1%. Just I got to give them like 1%. But look, biggest losers of the game was Seattle's O-line. They got their ass whipped. It was the biggest ass-whipping of the weekend. And Russell missed DK on a potentially game-changing play. Yeah, and Aaron Donald was the one with the pressure. That's what really got him. Russell Wilson hate anybody as much as Aaron Donald in the division. (laughs) <laughs> no I I tell you who he hates more probably is his offensive
0: line his offensive line oh, sucks
1: well I mean they've never been good so he's kind of used to it but still like they have what how many good offensive linemen do they have like one and a half yeah Dwayne Brown's good they got hey. they got destroyed and it showed them
0: why they probably have the worst offensive line in the playoffs
1: they deserve to lose that game it wasn't like the game got robbed Jared Goff didn't kill them I will say one thing. Game ball to Andrew Whitworth for coming back, playing hurt. He played good. Yeah, he played really good. Jalen Ramsey played good. Like we said, their defense.
0: They got a big task in front of them because where they got to go? Green Bay? They got to go to Lambeau. And I don't know, man. Just first, first reaction to that game, I don't see Jared Goff playing well in Lambeau.
1: I feel like the only quarterback that likes Lambeau Field is the quarterback that plays in Lambeau Field. So... I mean, that's got to be the worst play to, to play in the winter, right? Yeah. It's it's going to be a – I hope it's snowing. I hope it looks like a typical Lambeau Field, Green Bay Packer playoff game. I've, I figured snow games would bring up bad memories for you. So <laughs> I'm kind of surprised you said that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in New England. But let's get into it. Let's talk about New England boy. Or should I say Tampa Bay boy? <laughs> Tampa. Tampa, man. It's Tampa Bay.
1: Hey, did they low-key kind of underwhelm us? With this game? I don't think they underwhelmed. I just think that's a testament of how good Washington's defense is. And let's just get into the offense for Washington. It's awful. They can't do shit. But game ball to Henneke. He played his heart out. Look, you got to get it right. Taylor Heineke, my guy. What did I say, (laughs) Henneke?
0: Yeah, Henneke, My boy Heineken. Heineken like the (laughs) beer?
1: That boy got to get sponsored by Heineken. Call him Taylor Heineken. Oh, man. He balled out, man. He didn't play amazing, but playing through the injury, and like, I just think this team didn't have enough talent this year. They shouldn't have been in the playoffs. They were what seven and nine. Yeah, their their defensive line came out to play though. They whooped on
0: Ali Marpet and they they did some damage.
1: Did you see my boy Deron Payne? Yeah, he whooped Ryan <laughs> Jensen's ass. Man, that boy that boy loved playing big in playoff games, especially in college and now the NFL. He loved to get two sacks in the <laughs> in a playoff game. Yeah, and he was salivating at the mouth when one of their guards got hurt. Oh yeah, I I thought Chase Young was kind of quiet though. They kind of stopped him.
0: Hey, Tristan Wirfs. That I think that's the one guy on on the Bucks line that had had probably the best game because as a rookie
1: he has been very impressive. They're so lucky he fell to them in the draft because there was a huge run on tackle. I think there was and four Wells. total. It was Andrew Thomas,
0: uh, Makai Beckton. Then you had Tristan Werfs, and you had Jer- Jer- uh, Jedrick Wills, and that's not in no order. I just know those are the four that got picked.
1: Yeah, and they got the last one. I think though no, they were the yeah they got the last one. Yeah, so they looked out they with that one because
0: arguably he. He looks the best out of all of them. A lot of them have a lot of good upside. They've had some good moments this year, but this guy has proven it, and he's done it in a playoff game already, and he's he's gone
1: against some good competition, and Chase Young ain't no slouch. Would you mind if I brought up another probably bad memory for you? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> did you see your boy Antonio Brown? I saw him. Hey, he had, didn't, he did didn't I say A couple of plays. X-Factor. What would you say? Oh, AB? I forgot, you, I forgot you gave him a little props. I did. I did. Like I, did. Hate I
0: hate him. him. Hashtag fuck AB, but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that trending on Twitter
0: a year ago when his feet froze off? Yeah, with his stupid feet. Like an asshole. (laughs) And his mustache (laughs) with the blonde. But, hey, I know Tampa Bay is hot and they look good. But in my opinion, I thought it was kind of underwhelming. I know you say Washington's offense was shit and all this and that. I don't know if it was Taylor Heineke or the Bucks defense kind of, you know, not really playing hard. Or it was because they didn't have um, from LSU, Devin White. He was out. I don't know what it was. But I didn't really like what I seen. I thought they should have blown out that team. But
1: no- nonetheless, they won their playoff game. They're advancing. If I was a Bucks fan, I wouldn't be feeling super confident going into next week, though, even though they just won. Because the last time the Bucks played the Saints... 38-0, 38-3. Yeah, it was bad. I, I don't I don't even remember
0: the score. I just remember it was on NBC, and it was an ass-whooping. I turned it off by the second quarter. Drew Brees and Tom Brady, this is probably the probably the game of the week next week is Bucks and Saints.
1: I hope that this one is going to be on Sunday Night Football or just a nighttime game in general. It's going to probably be, what, Saturday night, right? Because Tom Brady's playing in it. So he has to play on Saturday night or he gets cranky.
0: <laughs> I did hear about Do you that, think a boy got you know a my thing
1: about this. You know, what my favorite thing about this game is we get to see a 43 year old with a good arm and then we get to see the noodle arm of Drew Brees. Jeez. I'm still saying it. he's got a noodle for an arm. It's nothing <laughs> bad. He just can't put no mustard on that ball. So like we did last
0: week, we might as well go over some of these some of these games. We're not going to give out our picks. We're going to save that for our Pick'em's podcast. But I just want to I just want to get your initial reactions on some of these money lines that we have. So the first game on Saturday it's at one thirty five. It's on, It's gonna be on Fox. Rams at Green Bay. Green
1: Bay is favored by a touchdown seven seven points. That's high. I would say it should be like. I mean, I'm not no expert, but three and a half something like that. I I feel like that'll be a close game. Yeah, especially with that Rams defense,
0: but. Hey, the Packers are good. They're 13 and 3. They've they've had a good little year this year. And then we got Ravens at Bills. This one's the 515. It's on
1: NBC. Bills favored by only two and a half. That's not enough. I would say that game deserves to be more of a touchdown. I thought you were going to say the Ravens were favored again. Yo, I can't I forgot. The Ravens were favored in this game they played in. Yeah, they were favored. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, Vegas Vegas has a lot of respect for the Ravens. Well, shit. I mean, Ravens proved them right this week. <laughs> so, going on to the Sunday games, we got Browns at Chiefs. I want you to guess this this um, money line. <laughs>
1: guess it. Browns by 10. I mean, sorry, uh, Kansas City by 10. You hit it right on the nose. Kansas City's favorite by up. 10 points. I really didn't even look at that. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it, I just figured they're going to have a more than a touchdown because it's Kansas City and they still, the COVID shit, I don't know.
0: They're going to still have fans. They've been having fans all year, so they'll have some people there. If the Browns win
1: this game, that's going to go down as one of the gnarliest playoff upsets of all time. I think so, man. I feel like people still think like, this Cleveland team sucks, and they somehow just like like lied their way into the playoffs. <laughs> and what's the last game? Is that the last game? No,
0: uh, the last game, and we uh, it's kind of at nighttime, but uh, Bucks and Saints. At New Orleans. Oh, is it on Sunday night? Yeah, this is no. Is it it's the, it. Oh, it is Sunday. No, night. it's the Fox. It's three forty, so it's kind of late evening. Why about you guess this line since you're hot? Uh, Saints by five. Mm, kind of off. Saints by three. Ah oh, shit.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Yeah, Saints by three points. I, I, I feel believe like a lot of they these would've... a lot of these lines are gonna change over the week.
1: I would have thought they would have more like of the last time they played together. In their head. That's what I was seeing. I'm like, I oh, already watched these teams play twice. It's and really hard, though. The, I not either time. I don't know the
0: exact record. I want to look it up before we get to our Pick'em's podcast. But I'm pretty sure the team that has swept their division opponent in the season and they play in the playoffs,
1: I don't think that team's record is that good. I think you're right on that part. I've heard that stat before. Let's kind of move on from this weekend. Who's your big winners from this weekend? Like
0: I said, Cleveland Browns. Biggest winners of the weekend.
1: Like the city of Cleveland?
0: Yeah, city of Cleveland, Baker Mayfield, the whole everything. Their owner, Haslam, great win all around. Best performance all year. Fuck the weekend.
1: All year, all season. Most most impressive win. You know what they did when they saw adversity one? They fought through it. And what do you do with adversity one? You fight. <laughs> you fight. <laughs> When you see adversity, you fight through adversity. I was adversity.
0: expecting a little bit more, but okay.
1: <laughs> fight through fucking adversity. So who's your big winner? I was going to say the city of Cleveland, too. Uh, second would be city of Buffalo. Just cities in general. Cities of Cle- <laughs> the cities of Cleveland. How about losers' playoff droughts?
0: Yeah. That's the, a good What loser. a year for
1: 2021, man. You got the Browns and the Bills winning in the playoffs, in the playoffs. It's a crazy time. It's already a better year. And big loser of the weekend ben roethlisberger burger four picks oh it was bad uh just to go on the
0: other side of it i would agree with you big ben that was a big loss i'm gonna go with the seattle seahawks i was a bad look it was a home game yes i know they didn't have the 12th man there but they got out coached their defense got punked russell wilson didn't play that well their offensive line stinks DK Metcalf had a couple garbage touchdowns and a broken play tub. But other than that, I felt like he got locked by by Jalen Ramsey. Just bad performance all around. Pete Carroll, t- defense, it was bad. I'm, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks, biggest losers.
1: Can I put two more losers up for nomination? Yeah, who? Tennessee Titans logo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And... My all-pro team, because I accidentally picked Mitchell Swartz. Oh, that was a tough one my guy. Hey, I honestly – I'll be honest, bro. I didn't want to give it to Trent Williams. <laughs> I just didn't want to do it because I hate the Niners. Shout-out to that Niner fan we know. That's how much spite uh, Max has for that guy. I mean, I did put Fred Warner. I did put Fred Warner. I just want to say that. Yeah,
0: shout-out to uh, Non-Athlete Podcast. He kind of called out Max on his all-pro team. He was, like, hey, like hey, all hey, uh, he was like, I like we're all your picks. We're fighting. He was like, I like all your picks, but – how the hell is Mitchell Schwartz in there? He only played six games.
1: <laughs> you know, it was a good six games, you know? And what I, I'm stupidly, I put him in my first team just to just to be an asshole. But I'm sorry. I got to be better than that. My The rest of my team was good. Yeah. We, and we got, we I'm got thinking some about good Brian reactions. Boynes. Brian Boynes. That was my guy. <laughs> hey, what happened to your all pro Cleo Mack? He made one sack when it didn't matter. Come yeah, on, Cleo Mack. I know. And, and he had a sack that didn't count because they
0: had a holding call.
1: Oh, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Bro, that's got to be the worst thing to happen, right? Yeah. It's just, oh, I just got a sack, and you look back, you say, I would fight. <laughs> I would pull a Javon Wimps and sock the guy in the face. Oh, my goodness. Do you got any other winners or losers? Uh, hey,
0: biggest loser right now. Uh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tie them in, both of them. Zach Levine, Bradley Bill, biggest losers right now. Put up all the points. Their team fucking sucks.
1: <laughs> I meant NFL, but that is very applicable. So yeah, we'll throw them in there. <laughs> well, let's wrap it up, man. It's it's been a good weekend.
0: We're we're gonna wind up seeing you guys a little bit later on this week with the whole pickums. We're
1: excited to do it. And uh, what what'd you go this week, Max? I went four and two, bro. I went positive, and I low key sold on the Bears. I just wanted to try to get as bullshit. Extra one up on you didn't you.
0: sell. Shut the fuck up. You didn't sell. where
1: would you go? What'd you I went a
0: whopping three and three, alright? I don't care. I'm still. You're gonna not come gonna back. catch me
1: though. I don't think you can. I think it is mathematically impossible. <laughs> I don't give a damn. <laughs> I own the tiebreaker, dog. <laughs> why of what? Why you say? Cause. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> you man, let's just say this. I hope you're better next year, bro. It was just a short season, bro. Give me a full season and see what I do. All right, I'm gonna be even better. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna let me just say I'm gonna be 61 and 22. You're gonna be 53 and 31. The the lead just keeps going further and further, bro. You're just falling off. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Whatever. Let's call it, bro, with your fucking. You like you're you're like the the Baltimore Ravens. You're a sore winner, dog. Why you got to stomp on my logo, bro? To quote
1: Baker Mayfield, the Browns is the Browns. That's a quote <laughs> I just got to my phone. Take that, Juju. Oh man. That's tough. That's a tough look for my boy Juju. Juju, more TikTok dancing, less NFL production. Hey. Oh wait, I said that backwards. Hey,
0: you know what's better than Juju's TikToks? Our podcast. Is it this podcast? This podcast, bro. You hit Maybe. it right on the
1: nose. Look at you. You're four and two. You. Hitting the money lines. You're over here. Uh, you know what? <laughs> give me five and two after that <laughs> declaration. But, hey, make
0: sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Hey, on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Spotify, make sure to follow. And, hey, on Apple Podcasts, give us a review, man. Five stars. It's the only option, dog. All right? It's the only option you got. Write a review. And what do you do to that subscribe button, Juan? You smash it. On YouTube. Just like Cam Anchors. You smash it. Just
1: like Cam Anchors through the Seattle
0: defense. You
1: smash it. Or you smash it the way the Baltimore Ravens just smash their cleats on the Titans logo in midfield. (laughs) You smash it.
0: Oh, man. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram, man, and Twitter. We're always posting daily content. That's where you can find all of our podcasts and everything, man. Our YouTube, all the links. We're always posting daily. We po- Hey, we posted our all-pro team. Maybe if you don't want to listen to the podcast you just
1: want to see it, go down to Instagram, man. That is at Max underscore Juan Cast. You know, Juan does an amazing job on our social media. I'm getting more into it. And I hope you guys will join us. And it's a big weekend again. And tomorrow. College football championship. College who football, you baby. got? We Give got. it to me, we, Bama we, who boy. We picking? Are you picking Bama? I'm going Bama. You a Bama boy? I'm going Ohio State. The Ohio State. I love Excuse Ohio State. State. They're my team, but I got Bama. Bama's too nasty. With you can't the trust. Sweat. You can't. You can't trust Bama. That's all I'm going to say. You can't trust Bama and Coach Affleck. I mean, Nick Saber. Oh, my goodness.
0: Well, we'll see you guys then. We'll see you guys after Monday. We'll definitely talk about that. For now, we'll catch y'all later, man. I'm out.
1: I'm out like Lamar. Peace.